Hello again, and welcome to Conversations with Christina. Today we're going to be talking about detours. Those times in life where you feel as it is defined along a roundabout route taken to avoid something along the way. And what is that something along the way? Basically where we think we're going or want to go or think that God's leading us. So we're going to dive in deep because this is where we really need to dig in and press into the Lord and seek his wisdom, especially to not stay discouraged. So thanks for joining us today on another episode. I don't know about you, but when I think of detours, well, at least in the past, before I started learning more about the benefits, I would think that detours were pretty annoying, bad, ugly, like, want to avoid those. But God's been showing me that detours, as a journal I got during a pretty rough season in life says, Some detours lead to the best paths. Of course, it's only natural to desire that um, God would give us a direction and we would just follow that path nice and straight and fine. That's not super exciting, though, honestly. Like, think of every book or movie you've ever read. Was it an easy path? Was it, you know, nothing going on much? Just get to A to B? No, we don't really enjoy that, honestly, but of course we don't want to see that in our own lives, or it feels like you're going A, A.1, A.2, A.3, and then like going way over here, and you're trying to get to point B. That's not really realistic, because honestly, God has way better plans for us than we could ever imagine. And it's hard to see that in those times when we're on our own little detours where maybe God had told you, this is what I have in store for you, or this is your calling. And fears and events like injuries or something bad happens and you're like, oh my gosh, everything's paused and we're not going on that straight path anymore. And so, I just want to read from 2 Timothy 4.5, which says, But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news. And fully carry out the ministry God has given you. So, I really just want to focus on that last part, of, of course. And where it says, fully carry out the ministry God has given you. So if you are have accepted Christ and you want to live his way and you trust that he has better plans for you than you could ever make for yourself, he has a ministry for you. Maybe you think, oh, I was not called into ministry. Well, he, he's got something for you. The, the passions you have are not for nothing. Honestly, like, that can be a really big key part of your ministry. 
And so a lot of times, sometimes we just want God to be like, okay, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do it. Lay it out nice and plain and clear for people like me who need really detailed directions to feel affirmed and secure. But once again, that doesn't make for a really good story, right? Um, So we have to really dig in deep with God and ask that his desires and his will will become our desires and our will. Because if we're in line with him, then things fall into place. Not like perfectly, because remember again, a good adventure, um, said that backwards, <laughs> a good, or no, a perfect road does not lead to the best adventures. Everyone can agree on that. So yeah, so it takes, you need to be brave to really look Like, take a look at yourself and see what is in there. What is in your heart? What are you passionate about? What are you drawn towards? Because if you really are seeking the Lord, those are from Him. If you're questioning it, ask Him. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and confirm those desires that are from Him that you're supposed to be taking action on. Another thing is we can also be in detours, not that detours are mistakes, but we can keep in detours longer by not staying in our own lane. And I mean comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. And so when we're more focused on what other people are doing and how they're following Um, their path and their calling and they might seem like they're being blessed by God more than you or they seem way more happier than you that's where we get really messed up we need to stay in our lane and ask God what he has for us because when we aren't staying in our lane that we we're going to be distracted at the wheel and yeah we're not going in a great direction towards what God has for us. Another big part of these detour times are that we don't feel like we're even hearing from God anymore, or we feel like he's pretty silent, or we're just not getting that, or also that maybe we did something wrong. And yeah, there are times when we slip and we're not following God, or but Honestly, I'm focusing right now on if you are trying to seek God and you want to follow his path, but you're in that place of detour where God's seemingly silent to you and all that. Um, I've heard this for a long time from many different people, um, but I really like the way that Lisa Bevere says this, Um, Which is, I often heard that if God is silent, revisit what he last told you to do. Did you accept it? Do it? Give it? If not, he is still waiting for your response. I just love that. Because it is such a beacon of light, of hope and direction, honestly. Like, God isn't just going to, like, say something to you, then all of a sudden be silent, and just because he's too busy talking with other people or something. No. He loves you, too, just as much as the next person. And, of course, in relationships, 
There needs to be communication. There needs to be <clears throat> listening. Listening is such a key part in relationships. And our relationship with God is no different. Are we spending more time doing the talking or listening? Or, you know, there's got to be both. And we really got to, you know, just be in tune with the Spirit and just quiet down when it's time for Him to talk and us to listen. But if we feel like, oh, I'm just very, I'm listening, I'm waiting, there's nothing. It's like, uh, I think the phone, like, went dead or something, like, lines down. Go back to what God last told you. Do you remember what he last told you? Hopefully, if not, ask him. Say, God, remind me, because I'm just not getting it. And another really good tool for this is to journal. Journaling is so key and a really good tool to revisit those things that God tells you. Write down what he tells you. Write down the things that he has been speaking to you about. Things that you've learned. Just anything. Anything that's on your heart, write it down so you can revisit that and be reminded of how God's working. And be reminded of what maybe you should take action on or what God's called you to do, say, or anything. So go back to that and see if you have fulfilled your response to God. Because more likely than not, we miss a lot of things. We're like, it's kind of like, you know, the husband when the wife's like, can you go do this, this, and this? And you're like, and he's like nodding and... Usually, women know when men aren't listening, but they're like, okay, fine, I won't tell you twice, and the guy forgets, and it's the same way with God, like, he tells us things, we kind of do our little nod, we're not really listening, we're not really taking mental note, because we're probably busy with other things, and then we forget, and God's like, mm, okay, well, I'll just let him sit with this, and we'll see how that goes. No, God's, his timing is perfect. We can't delay his good plans, honestly. Like, even, he knows when our response is going to be to him. And that lines up with his plans. But at the same time, we still want to lean into the Lord and follow him, listen to him, and respond to him. So usually... When it comes to following God's path, you have two camps of Christians. You got one side who thinks, oh, like being a Christian is so rough. Like every day is that uphill climb. It's like barely joyful. And I'm just meant to suffer here on earth until I go to heaven. And then you got the other side that's like, oh, life is perfect. Life is great with Jesus. And they don't like suffer, don't seem to go through anything hard or bad. And honestly, both those sides I am totally not in agreement with because Paul tells us in the Bible that we're supposed to have, we can have joy in all circumstances. If we're content with Jesus, we can always choose joy. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard at times. And God knows that. And we just read in 2 Timothy 4.15, not to fear suffering for the Lord. We know we can press into him. There's always a choice in our attitudes. And when we dig in deep and 
fight and the struggle, that's when growth happens. Trials and struggles, you know, our detours usually come disguised as just hardship, but they're really gifts and they're making and molding us to be more like Christ. We may not see it and recognize it till after, but it brings us closer to the person God wants us to be, more complete in Him, indifferent and authentic, not a knockoff looking brand, but fully God made. When something hard comes, it's natural to fight it, to fight the growth. Like when you maybe start first weightlifting, like me, when dad started having me do squats with a barbell in high school, I was, my muscles were like, no, no, we're not doing this, not ready for this, this is hard, this is rough, no, Christina, no. I did cry, there were tears because it was hard, and that is really interesting because now I love working out, I love the struggle, I love the challenge of doing new things and getting to grow from it. And so, basically, like, God's really shown me um, through a bunch of different struggles and trials, including those squats in high school, to stop fighting trials, to just accept God's way of building character. His will is good, and we can choose to stop the fighting because he's not finished with us yet. His plans are good, and his timing is right. And a lot of times our discouragement comes from not feeling successful, not feeling like we're taking much ground or making any progress. Like, God uses our plans beyond our understanding, and especially during rough times. And a big key golden nugget is that success in life is not determined by our ability to choose well, but God's ability to use well. Our confidence... And our success cannot be rooted in our abilities in anything of us. Our confidence needs to be in God's ability to use us well, to use our circumstances. Romans 8.28 says, We know that God uses everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose from them. For them. Friends, If you are trying to live for God, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He has a purpose for you. And every possible bad thing that could ever happen on this earth, God can turn that around. He turns those things around and uses them for good. So be encouraged when you feel like you're stuck in a hole or you got a flat tire or whatever. Like, God's going to use that time in your life for good. You're going to be able to look back, maybe maybe on this earth, maybe in heaven. I don't know. But maybe we won't see it. We won't see the good that it led to. More often times than not, though, if if you can remember those bad times, you'll be able to look back and be like, praise God, thank you, Jesus, and maybe even laugh about things. It's pretty usual for God to use his people in really great and huge ways, especially when they have times of detour and growth. I mean, some of the biggest leaders in the Bible, like just right off the bat, Jacob, Moses, Jesus started his ministry at 30. He didn't need times of growth, but 
Man, he went through everything. The hard middle school, teenage years, through his 20s. Honestly, I think 20s are pretty rough. I think they're just as rough as my middle school years. I think I just had was blessed with a really good experience, and I'm sorry for those of you who just had really bad, horrifying experiences as a teenager. But 20s are hard. Jesus went through them. That's kind of a time where, especially if you're single, you don't know what's going on. You're trying to adult and see where you fit in after school. And there's times, like Jacob, he he was not, he was a liar, read it in the Bible. He ran away from his family after deceiving his family. Like, and then God still used him in big ways. Moses, he ran away as well. He had a big detour time. He kind of murdered a guy. Like, yeah. And Samson, he he was called. His parents knew he was chosen by God at a really young age um, to be a big leader. And he was hanging out with prostitutes, kind of just swindling his days away. And then God used him in big ways later. I mean, it's all a part of the process. Going through detours, you're not just... There are people, sure, probably, like, called right out of the... After they're born and live a really godly life and, you know... But, like, a lot... I mean, ask any, like, big-time person in ministry what their life was like leading up to that. I am sure they have stories of detours and growth. And I really hope that you're encouraged that you'll be able to answer those same questions and tell other people of the faithful stories of God and how he's led you through them. And again, I just want to close with a metaphor. I love metaphors. I love when God speaks to me through metaphors. There's reasons that Jesus used stories and parables in the Bible to teach things. I just love it. And going back to these trials and detour times, like, we sometimes fear them, we don't want to go through them, we want to avoid them, not comfortable, and of course, like, get comfortable being uncomfortable. That is a sweet spot for growth and getting us to where we're called to be. And so, I don't know if any of you guys are into fitness, I'm very into health and wellness, fitness and all that, um, but going to the weight room, okay, so... Let's say you got some, you want to work on your biceps, your, I don't know, any kind of muscle that's weak, right? So, what's the best thing to do? You got to find those areas of weakness and you got to work them. And what happens when you work your muscles that are weaker? You rip those muscles as you lift weights and you make them stronger. That's not very comfortable at all. And people enjoy that. And you know how people enjoy that? They know that there's going to be growth. Why do you think they're ripping their muscles and being super sore and spending all that time in a gym and they seem like they love it? Because they know when you go through trials and you find out you grow from them, a part of you starts to desire that more. That's kind of crazy, but it's just like working out. If you know what the goal is and you know where you're going and you know the outcome, that suffering isn't going to be so crazy anymore. So be encouraged if you find a weak spot in your life or in your character or something, ask God, well, 
you know, if you ask God to grow you in things or help you become a certain character quality or etc., he's going to put you through those training times. And it's he's not just going to go, boom, here it is. It takes time and effort, and that's how we really grow to become the person that God made us to be. Sweet. So I just want to end us in prayer here. God, thank you so much for showing us that our weaknesses, struggles, trials, detours in our life can actually be used in awesome, amazing ways. I just pray for everybody listening to this that they will have, um, just be brave enough to press into you and ask you what areas they need to grow in and where you're leading them and remind them of the places and the things that you've told them and where what you want them to do, God. Give us direction. We know we can trust you. I pray that your Holy Spirit will just lead and guide us into truth and wisdom and knowledge. I just pray, God, that we can just love you more each day and realize the love you have for us deeper and that we can pass that on to others. In Jesus' name, amen.